take this mysterious bequest from Weir, a starship called the Astria Imprimatur, back for the enrichment of the Earth Service Resources Bureau. That meant going to a planet called Blackguard, about which they knew slightly more than nothing, to claim her, provided they could get out of Frostpile alive. Trouble? said a voice behind them. The two leapt up into the air, colliding with each other, alacrity clawing for a sidearm he was not carrying. Dinchrist, Hart's father, stood watching them. He'd already changed from funeral robes to the heavily decorated uniform of a commercial starship captain. He didn't seem to be armed, but if looks really could kill, alacrity thought. "'You have all the trouble you can handle, and far, far more!' Dinchrist was the picture of a patrician sportsman, even taller than Alacrity and very fit, white-haired and deeply tanned. Alacrity, at twenty-two a working spacer, a breakabout, for many years, held himself ready. He and Dinchrist had already mixed it up twice, more or less to a draw, but Dinchrist hadn't been through any airbike disasters or murder attempts yet that day, and was in excellent condition. Still, Alacrity bristled. What, you again? Shouldn't you be off flogging a real breakabout someplace? Dinchrist flushed slightly. The head of a powerful shipping and shipbuilding empire, he'd had only a minimum of actual experience in starship service, had only the technical right to be wearing his magnificent uniform. I heard about Endraith's trying to kill you, he said, tight-lipped. I'm very glad that he failed. I mean to see to you myself, Fitzhugh. See how good the guy is at that kind of talk, ho? Alacrity said out of the corner of his mouth. Very effective facial expressions, too, Floyd replied lightly. Inside, though, he was fighting dread and despair. Dinchrist was a man to be feared. I've no time to waste on nitwits. Dinchrist took a half-step toward them, and Alacrity braced for a dust-up. Instead, Hart's father pointed a finger at them and proclaimed, "'Alacrity Fitzhugh and Hobart Floyd, I, Captain Softcoin Dinchrist, declare myself to be your sworn enemy, and you both to be mine. By the bands and the pandect, by word and by deed, I swear to harm and to hinder you, to break and to kill you. I call down upon you misfortune, reversal, calamity, and affliction.' The rolling cadence of the avowal was so hypnotic, Dinchrist's tone so orotund, it took them a moment to realize that he'd finished. Oh, oh yeah, Alacrity parried weakly. Well, don't count on it. Right, Floyd jumped in, surprisingly ferocious. If you give us any trouble, we'll spin your head around like a weather vane. Alacrity took heart. That's right. We'll stomp you flatter than a month-old roadkill. Kill you faster than anything in the pharmacy. Polish our shoes on your balls. Their uncouth counterspell took Dinchrist by surprise. Too furious to retaliate in kind, he turned and strode away quickly. They called parting incantations after him. Dog your dong in a hatch. Do the dance of death on your face. Alacrity lowered his voice. Did you hear that, ho? He... he jinxed us. The way things have been going, how will we know if it takes? We'd better get moving. They reboarded the tram and resumed the trip to the tower roof. 
From there, Governor Redlock's opulent shuttle, the Blue Pearl, was to depart. The governor had a lot of things on his mind, including the death of his father-in-law, First Counselor Inst, who'd attacked Alacrity and Floyd during the airbike race, and the discovery that his wife, Queen Doraine, wasn't quite who he'd always thought she was. The two companions in adversity doubted Redlock's willingness to delay liftoff just for them, so they put on all speed. Then, too, there was Scintilla, the lively, determined little freelance journalist who'd become something of an ally to them at Frostpile, in part for her own gain. They'd discovered only minutes earlier that she planned to write a series of lurid and completely fictionalized adventure books about them. Anonymity and a certain freedom of movement were just about the only things they had going for them, but Scintilla meant to bandy their names around in purple prose penny dreadfuls with the most...